Hello, Soul viewers. Big Ronnie here with another Soul Stay at Home series interview. Today is May 24th, 2020, year of the pandemic. We are in our seventh week of these interviews. And I got to say, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about the human spirit, the human psyche, how uh, everybody feels comfortable about proceeding in these times you know, what people are comfortable with making money on, what they're not comfortable with capitalizing on. I think we're covering a lot of interesting angles here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to today's guest. He is one of our at Soul favorite artists. He's been around, he's been in uh, pieces. Uh, in the article, we've covered him uh, on the podcast before, 2018 and well in court. Uh, he even painted a mural of this uh, beautiful mug on myself right here. So uh, let, let's, without further ado, let's bring him in. Damian Mitchell, all the way from Wagga Wagga, Australia. Say hi. Hey, hey, hey. I'm actually not in Wagga. I'm in Melbourne at the moment. How you doing, Ronald? Hey, I've got a question for you. Is your name actually Ronald? Do people call you Ronald? Did your mom call you Ronald? Uh, my grandmother was the last person to call me Ronald. I'm Ronald on the birth certificate, but just about everybody calls me Ronnie. Cool. Right on. Right on. I know, you know, but I might as well ask. All good. So tell, tell us, how are things, uh, how are things down under? What's the, uh, what's the scene like down there in uh, Melbourne with this lockdown and everything like that? Um, Melbourne at the moment is pretty quiet. Uh, they're just starting to ease some restrictions over here. Um, but I think Australia in general has, you know, being an isolated place that it is, has kind of luckily uh, avoided a lot of the brunt of COVID. Now, would you say that, um, now, from what I understand, and please correct me, that the majority of the population in Australia lives along the coast and Melbourne is the biggest city, correct? Yeah, mostly right. Sydney's the biggest city. Melbourne just behind it. Um, and yeah, 95 percent well, this is what i was taught in school anyway percent of our population lives in five percent of the landmass in that little kind of corner between if you do a line from brisbane to melbourne that's that's where most of us all live um i'm from a town called wagga wagga which is kind of just outside of that line um but it's still a little town you know what i mean there's 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 shops and all those kind of things, schools and hospitals and things. Um, but yeah, no, Australia's, Australia's only got 30 million people. So what, it's the same as the tri-state area, I think. Yep. And the landmass that's bigger than the continental US, roughly. About the same, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but we've just got big swaths of, uh, of desert in the middle. It's beautiful. Well, that's the end of uh, soul geography for you kids at home. And... Uh, <laughs> you'd like to learn more about Australia, please hit the, the official wiki page. But uh, Damien, tell us, um, you know, were you, were you there during lockdown or did you travel out after? So I kind of crapped myself into a bit of a fortunate, uh, fortunate situation. I was, I was asked to be the, the MC at my cousin's wedding. Um, weddings in Australia are a bit different ones in the States in that rather than have a band do all the introductions and whatever, you just have your mate just kind of talk shit story so that was going to be mine and my wife Jess's job so we flew over here mid February um, kind of just when China was starting to feel the brunt of what was going on and, the, and it hadn't really hit the states yet 
and you know the wedding <laughs> kind of crappy story her her first venue got burnt down in the bushfires in january and the, and and the and the uh second one her wedding was due to be held the day that no weddings were allowed to be held anymore no more than like 10 people in public together so it was cool we got to see her and just kind of you know sit here for a while but yeah we were due to come back probably a month and a half ago but with what's been going on decided we here's a better place to park ourselves for the duration <coughs> now uh let, let's give the let's give the viewers a little bit of a, a flashback now yep. you you started out as a good old-fashioned hooligan in high school painting on walls did you not i did yeah yeah i was uh I was writing my name on things and writing political bullshit on walls. This little cat, isn't he cute? This is Sharon. Hello, um, Sharon. You're gorgeous. A little Australian cat. Does she have an accent when she meows? Yeah, she goes, meow. <laughs> she actually meows in reverse, upside down. Upside down and in reverse. Um, yes, yeah, so I started off doing that kind of crap. And then eventually kind of, you know, I moved out of Australia when I was 18 and painted over in Europe for a bit. Um, met my lovely wife Jess, who's a New Yorker, and um, yeah, moved over there, hang out with you guys for a while. Now, in terms of uh, skills and mediums, you went from stencils next, and then did black and white before you moved to your current style, correct? I've always been dicking around with everything. I like, you know, not having to be held to one particular thing. Um, yeah, for a while, I was kind of doing more black and white portraiture. Uh, as well as other things, but probably you would have seen the black and white portraiture uh, collectives and stuff. Um, in, a, in a kind of posterized stencil style, I guess. Um, yeah, I then did a bunch of pictures. I painted your, your lovely face in a wall. Um, and these days, I've been doing more landscapes I've been finding recently. The landscapes here are so pretty. I've just been kind of finding myself painting them because they're, they're there. Now let's let's talk of the about the most recent picture that you did. Uh, again, realism, just like your normal style, and it was your dad that you painted. How did that come about? Yeah, so Jess and I were like my parents are kind of getting on in years, so we decided it might be best for us to go and hang out with them and just make sure they were, you know, taking care of themselves and whatnot. Um, so we're in my little hometown, Wagga Wagga, and. I just had some paint kicking around, decided to, well, the first of all, I decided to do a little tribute to like um, emergency workers and so forth. So I just went under the local bridge, the Wiradjuri Bridge one day, and just painted a big picture there on the sly. And then, you know, a friend I went to high school with years and years ago, uh, lives in town and asked me if I wanted to jump on a collab wall with him and another kid at a plumbing shop in town. So... We kind of sat around over a beer one day and decided we'll do some kind of like plumbing theme mural. And my dad has a good um, animated face for it. So I asked if I could take a photo of him in a snorkel and uh, with a big monkey wrench and whatever. And yeah, went down and painted it. It was good fun. Now, let, let, let's talk about that, that last term you right there, good fun. Because when Erica told me that we were going to have a chat with you, first thing I did was smile. Every conversation I've ever had with you, Damien, has been genuinely enjoyable. You are a fun-loving person that really, in, in my aspects, I think, from my point of view, I think everything you paint 
makes you smile, doesn't it? Well, I, I really enjoy painting pictures of things. So, um, look, yeah, maybe if that's a reflection of how I feel at the time, great. Thank you for what you said, by the way. It's a really nice thing of you to say. I also enjoy our conversations. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I've painted some pretty grim things over the years, but I probably don't show them as much because they're more for me. Um, but I think if, you know, art, public art especially, can kind of take you by surprise, why not make that surprise a happy one? Well, you know, I'll tell you a happy surprise. When we were up in Erica's hometown of Binghamton, New York, that yep. sugar skull that you did for that Mexican restaurant. Please, man. Yeah, well, I'd be lucky to paint a couple of walls up there over the years. Um, actually, the people I'm staying with, uh, Bob and Jules, um, I painted both their faces up in Binghamton over the years as well. Uh, actually, if anyone's into music, Bob plays in a great band called Flying Colors, and Jules plays in a band called Castiles. And check them out. Good music. We'll include their links when we put the post up to give them a couple of eyeballs as well. Right on, right on. So what do you um, what do you what do you think, Damien? As someone, you know, like I said, I, I think you're a happy person. I think you're someone I always look forward to talking to and seeing. You know, what do you what, what do you think is going to come out of all of this, in terms of the the lockdown? Like, what are the hopes for for the scene, and 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 can we do anything to really help what's going on? Can we, as people painting pictures of things, help? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um. Oh, probably not in a direct way, but in an indirect way, you know, again, if, if people are going to be needing a reason to be cheered up, art is a good way to do that, or even just to escape the world for a minute. You know, music, literature, film, art, pictures of things are all, all, um, all good ways to do that. Uh, how's it going to change from how it was before? Uh, gradually, I think it's going to... I really don't know. I don't want to speculate on anything I don't really know about. Um, it's it's something that's probably not that surprising was going to happen, but you know, it's easy to kind of forget when things are comfortable. See, I always love speaking to someone that's not an American because ultimately I assume that they're going to have a, 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 a you know, a slightly different viewpoint than my own, someone that's, that's born here. But do you, do you feel that this is a political thing? Like someone that, that, that's not, you know, in the mix and seeing the news every day and things like that. Do you think that this was just, just pure political manipulation or do you think that, you know? Um... I mean, unfortunately, politicians are going to try and politicize anything. Um, I, I, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories about the origins of these, of, 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 of this virus, but I think, um, yeah, people in power will try and use it as a tool to get whatever they want. It's terribly, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crappy thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah, about that. So how how are you? We've seen some of the the handmade stuff that you're you're working on with your 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 wife and family. That Scrabble board was unbelievable, dude. Yeah, have you ever done anything like that? Make a, a board game from scratch? <laughs> uh, no, we always had a lot of time in our hands. Um, so I figured, you know, why not do a couple of long form 
just things to do. When we got to my folks' house, my dad has a bunch of um, timber at the back. He had busted up an old speaker cabinet. So he just kind of pulled that apart. It was beautiful old oak. So but shit, we don't have a scrap. No, we had almost a Scrabble board. We were missing a whole bunch of things. So we thought we'll just make one. And once we started making it, just it was fun. So it kept on going. Um, and, you know, tried not to use power tools if we could and send all the letters and write them out. We actually made a, <laughs> we, we made a Monopoly board too. We got to Melbourne here. Um, again, just to kind of fill up time. But back to what you were saying before, what do you think? What's, uh, what do you think this whole, do you think this thing has been used as a political pawn or do you think it's, what's the origins of it? All right, Ronnie, big Ronnie off the record here. I, <clears throat> I, I think Trump paid people to stay home and listen to him. I think with the enhanced unemployment and the, the, the stimulus packages and the things that he pumped into the economy, it helped certain aspects. And it wasn't really focused on, you know, the, 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 the people who needed it the most. I think he, he, he pandered to his base. And I think he bought some votes with the stimulus package. So, you know, uh, I'm not really sure that after it runs out, call it, you know, late July, early August, when most unemployment, uh, uh, enhanced unemployment is going to run out. I'm really not sure what's going to happen. If he's going to maintain the favor, if we'll have to give more money before the election. But I, I definitely see this all being uh, used as a pawn in the re-election campaign. All right. But what about outside of the States? I mean, the States isn't the world's. Um, do you think every other country that's in that's in stated stay-at-home rules has been doing the same? Like, I don't, I don't quite follow the logic there. Well, I'm um, I'm an ethnocentrist. I think the U.S. is the center of the world uh, financially and and in a, a bunch of other areas uh, politically, of course, in terms of influence and money and military and things like that. So I think other countries uh, will want to follow us just because we're doing it to stay, stay in favor with us, as silly as that sounds. Added by Trump. I mean, you can see someone like Bolsonaro doing that kind of action in that similar kind of vein. But a lot of other countries whose leaders aren't in that similar thing and even, you know, are in, in opposition to Trump in a lot of ways have still followed suit. Well, the shocking thing is, is the internal red state, blue state silliness that if you look at the states with the most deaths, they were the states that were hit the hardest and had to shut down the hard, shut down the quickest. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't a, uh, a Republican, hey, let's keep everything open and everything's going to be fine and we don't care about people dying. It really wasn't that way, but it was their states that weren't hit the hardest to begin with. So it's really, uh, you know, really depending on where you live, I think it, it shapes your, your viewpoint just based on when it started to affect you. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so when you're saying to pay someone to stay at home to, to appeal to his base, how would that work? Well, the stimulus package helped, helped the banks. It helped uh, big business. It helped people with a lot of employees. And it said it helped small business, but it really didn't. There wasn't enough money in the, in the small PPP plans and the small business loan plans and things like that. They ran through those loans really quickly. Mm. So I think it was, like I said, once, once this bill wears off, I think it, it, they, he, he runs a strong chance of losing support with the people that he's no longer giving money to. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, this enhanced unemployment that was paying people more to be laid off than they were making while they were working, that doesn't make any sense. I understand it was a very small percentage of the population 
and it, you know, everybody needs a little bit more money during this time, the economic downturn, but that didn't make any sense at all to me. So, you know, I think there's some interesting things going on right now that we're not going to really see the, the fallout for a couple of months. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, look, hopefully it does all come out in the wash and, um, you know, maybe we can continue this conversation another time. It's interesting. Yep. All right, let's get back to you and how you're handling lockdown. What are we doing? Uh, uh, are we working on anything new? You want to you tease us with anything? So what's happening today? Uh, talking to you guys, um, I've just been off painting a couple of walls in a town called Finley, uh, New South Wales. So some friends of mine, I've painted there before. I painted their pub. Um, all, all bars and pubs are closed down now. So I figured, you know, good place to go paint a couple of walls would be in that closed pub. So we can kind of isolate ourselves and do our thing. So I painted a couple in that little place, little town, beautiful town though. Um, I think tomorrow or the next day, going to go do a little collab with uh, two friends, Maka, Makatron and Hisco, um, somewhere in town here. Um, we're actually going to try and get back to the States around the 10th of next month um we're still paying rent there and you know just as my family too is there so kind of have to get get on with things eventually but um yeah yeah uh not as much as 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 would usually be going on i guess but still you're gonna gotta keep your head down can't be paying too much attention to the smaller picture <laughs> you know sometimes it's good to step back and do your thing and kind of come back and do things as as they present themselves every couple of days rather than constantly be on it. Um, in my case, just to keep saying, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the next immediate future. Now in, uh, you know, the things that you painted every year, are you going to miss golf ball this year? Is golf ball happening this year? Uh, I, I haven't heard that it was canceled, but I, I have I'll to. Um, yeah, look, it, Golf ball is a great place to paint, and it's a great chance to catch up with mates who you don't often see. Um, but if we can do it somewhere else, too, that doesn't really bother me. <laughs> I mean, paint is going to paint. You're just going to find some way to do it. And if anyone wants to look at it, cool. Happy days. <coughs> now, what about... Uh, <clears throat> what about... Uh, you said you want to come back next month. So... Yeah. Let's let's say you get back and everything's okay and you can get some food and you know things are okay. What what's going to be the game plan for walls? Or, or is this a time to go out there and try to find something? Because I know you're not uh, the most timid guy. I, I don't see you being scared about the whole virus situation. Like you said, working in an empty bar or empty restaurant, I don't think that would bother you. I think you'd do that every day. Well, that'd be irresponsible if I was to do that. You know what I mean? That I'm kind of putting myself in a position to infect others. Um, no, I think when I go back to the States, I'm going to probably lay low for a while. Um, if I was to go paint, I would probably go out to an abando somewhere and just do it on my, on, on my own where I'm not interacting with anybody. But I think, you know, at the moment, it's, we do have a social, social responsibility. So I'm not going to go out and, you know, knock on doors and ask to paint walls and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But do you, do you think an event like GovBall is going to happen again? Anytime Ever. soon. Or just in this, like in this, in this next year. Um, maybe not this, this year. Look, what I'm interested in is what will this year be called in 200 years? You know, like 1830 or whatever was the year without the summer because of the volcano happened down here and then you guys didn't get any summer that year. 
and we don't really hear about it, but you know, the youth have some is very, very interesting. Um, what's this one going to be called? <laughs> what do you think? I think you're absolutely right. I, who the hell knows? And, you know, it, it, it's, we still have seven months in this year. You know, it's it six months in this year. I think it could still, uh, you know, go really good or really bad one way or another, depending on the way everybody tolerates it, frankly. Yeah. I think it'll be cool if people were to find another way to, to make art and collaborate, um, maybe not in person. Like, you know, I think graffiti has always been, uh, you know, innovation has always been key. You know, you're making your work oftentimes despite people trying to not let you make your work, whether it be paint on trains or whatever. Um, so, you know, but then again, they're not usually the most mature, socially responsible bunch. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> It's sort of, you know, it, it, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of isolated in that a lot of graffiti is done by yourself. A lot of it is out by yourself when there's, uh, when you're trying to run, when you're trying to, you know, find the spots that aren't, aren't, aren't visible. So yeah. I, I think, I think work is still going to get done, but it's, it's, you know, it, it's going to be different. Like, what do you, what do you think that this, this time this tough time is going to develop in terms of art? Do you think it's going to be people bitching about it, like protest stuff? And, or is it going to be some type of, you know, real, real innovation and, and, and fight, fight the power type stuff? Right. I mean, look, tough times always produce good, good art um, in a really kind of dark way, you know? Um, something probably will come out of it. Uh, yeah. Don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not a very insightful answer, but I guess it's just like a wait and see type thing. So you're not the type of guy that when, when tough times are going on, you don't necessarily draw from it for your own work? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, as I said, I painted that, um, that, that, that bridge in Wagga just because I kept seeing mates die and people I care about in really hard situations. And you kind of, you know, I think I generally paint what's around me, um, what I care for. And... Yeah, I mean, that's just like a painting of something, but maybe someone will innovate and find a new way of reaching people, you know? Maybe it doesn't have to be a picture of something. Maybe it could be, who knows, man? Who knows? You know, I, I think this is the time, like, just like, this is the first time you and I have ever talked over video chat, and I've seen you, you know, a few dozen times in person. So oh. I, I think as time evolves and technology, modern technology, whatever it is, you know, I, I, think, um, I think the collaborative effort is always always going to be there how are you doing with, with keeping up with your your crewmates you're in two big pretty big crews uh yeah look it, it's it's uh it's it's different but i was like i guess with a lot of us anyway we live in different parts of the world so you know you have to kind of figure out ways to 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 contact people but also we live in the easiest world for this ever so um you know at least we're not having to send each other telegrams or <laughs> fax each other's sketches and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, when was the last time you sent a fax? Real question. I, I, I lived in the Czech Republic for many years and they're big fans of like stamping things, signing them and then faxing it to somebody. So, <laughs> too recently. Um, I like a good fax. We had a fax machine when I was a kid. I, I don't know, it's just a, like the kind of it pixelates everything, can like blow, blow things up, make it look kind of groovy. Yeah. Stella, quote him on that. I like a good fax. That's 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 uh, so anti twenty twenty. I fucking love it. Now let's let's talk about 
Um, you, to, you, you said you're going to be coming home soon. Oh, wait. Like, that's, that's, your home. that's your home. This is home, New York. Now, wh- what do you miss about New York? What's the, what's the one thing after you get off the plane and have a good rest because you're going to be jet lagged? Wh- what do you want from New York? Is it a food? Is it a... Is oh. it a um, what, do I, what do I really like about New York? I like uh, that you can walk outside and like, there's people from all over the world doing all different things. Um, I also work as a mover. I'm moving boxes and driving a truck around. And that gives you an insight into all these different worlds. You know, there's like the rich, the poor, everyone has to move their crap. It's usually the same Ikea shit. Um, so I like that everyone's kind of got this equal, this great unifying aspect of the city, but they're all kind of bringing their own thing to it. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's all, all elements of that. Like going to a particular place and getting food or, I mean, my neighborhood's mostly West Indian. I miss most of the people on my block. They're pretty friendly. Um, I miss my bodega guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I miss you guys, man. I just, it's, 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 it's a smell. It's an intangible thing, which I think you miss when you try and nail down the one thing that that thing never lives up to what that missing is, you know? Well, I think you said it very well. You gave me half a dozen things and that's wonderful. I think I, you know, and for everyone listening, I'm going to look right in the camera for this one for everyone out of town that's listening, New York city bodega guys will get you whatever you want. You Dude, just they my wife out of the snow a couple of times, just out of nowhere, you know. Um, yeah, believe it or not, my love. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. They got Lucy's and they got love. It wasn't really insightful. <laughs> believe it or not, my bodega guy here in Bay Ridge was my same guy growing up in when I was in high school. Mm. Same dude. That's rad. Yeah, cool. He has expanded. He's got three locations now. I'm super happy for him and his family from Yemen. Great dude. He's to all the Yemeni bodega owners out there. You guys rock. <clears throat> is that is that beautiful kitten Sharon? Is she coming home with you? Oh man, I'd love to. So my friend Jem Bob, who uh plays with flying colours, she she also works at the animal shelter. Um so she fosters little kittens that you know have risk of parvo or something. So there's always little kittens over here. Um, we were supposed to do a little, uh, oh, not a little, the big ass wall on her shelter, but you know, I don't think we'll have time this time. And if we do come back, the first thing we'll be doing is getting a bloody dog or a cat. Um, we might even be back here next year for a bit of a longer stretch. You never know. So it's a changing world, and you know, a lot of plans are changing very quickly. So yeah, <laughs> exciting. Well, you know, remember this time, remember the time with your family, uh, remember the time with your parents, you know, this is the time when, uh, when you're forced to slow down, you don't necessarily like it, but you may get some good from it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> now, Erica doesn't like it when I say now before a question, but it's usually the way I set it up. So now yeah. I'd like to ask you about this. Uh, talk to me about the piece that you did and I'm going very specific here. I hope you remember it. It was money green leather sofa piece that you did for the 20th anniversary of the notorious B I G death show. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was over in, um, on Myrtle Avenue, wasn't it? A couple yep. years ago. They just said, do something Biggie Smalls themed. I thought everyone's going to paint pictures of Biggie Smalls. 
um, uh, I'll, 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 I'll kind of illustrate one of his lyrics, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, I never really grew up as a big hip hop head. My wife, you know, being from New York, loves all things hip hop. So um, yeah, I just found that kind of a funny looking, funny sounding lyric. So I decided to illustrate, just painted a, a green leather sofa with money signs all, all over it, or in the background, I can't remember, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was, it was a brush too, I hate using brushes, it takes so bloody long. I loved that piece, I, I hated that, I hated the red dot when I saw it on it, it, it made me mad that I, I, I was there a little too late. <laughs> but let, let's, let's talk about music, since we're on it. You know, yep. you're not a big hip hop head, what do you like to listen to when you're working? Oh, now I am, now I love it, it's great. I just never kind of grew up with it, you know, in. Wagga Wagga, Australia. Um, I grew up, you know, more as a little skatey punk kid. So, you know, I liked a bit of thrash, liked a bit of hardcore. Um, these days, what am I listening to? The last show I went to would have been, when's all the Idols band from England over in New York there last year? They were pretty good. Um, uh, what have been listening to? <laughs> it's funny, you kind of like, you, you tend to take on where, where, wherever you are. Like, I never thought I would like, house music until I moved to Prague and you know that's all they listen to there and then since being in Wagga for a bit like old kind of like Hank Williams country music stuff is on the radio a lot so I'm like all right I'll listen to that so uh, I've been listening to a lot of community radio here community radio is really good in Australia um, and uh, god what's, what's been on the radio that I've been hearing uh, <laughs> He's going and I were kind of nerdy and listening to like podcasts about history and things while painting walls. So, well, you know. Just give us a, a good fact you learned lately. About from like a history podcast? Shit. Ah, facts. Facts, facts, facts. Um, Cornflakes were invented to stop masturbation. <laughs> I can't possibly dispute that. Yep. Yeah, have some cornflakes and see how you feel afterwards. No. <laughs> well, Mr. Mitchell, as always, I love talking to you. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. I'm very happy to hear that you're coming back to New York in a couple of yeah. weeks. Uh, yeah, man. We've been catching up. Yeah, please, please, please travel safe. Give Jess our best. Um, well, before I let you go, please let our viewers know where they can find you online, please. On the internet, uh, go to my name, DamianMitchell.com. And same thing on Instagram. No, on Instagram, it's Damian underscore underscore Mitchell. Uh, that's it. Don't have a LinkedIn. <laughs> Don't have an OK Cupid. I'm married. I love my wife. All right, brother. We love you. Thank you for the chat today. Uh, hey, okay. And let us know when you get to New York. Fucking okay, A. I will do. All right, brother. Cheers.